Sorry, Ann. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I just am so enjoying this year-long retreat. I just, I, I, I've been listening to, I actually have been listening to the call twice a day because there's so much in each one of them. I mean, they're just gems, total gems. And like everybody is saying, I am so appreciating everybody's participation and perspective. Mm, there's just it's, there's gems and you yeah you're listening to them twice a day and just really appreciating it sounds like really appreciating sangha and everyone's perspective and everyone's contribution yes yes and i am um, i mean i wish i could give you an example i mean all, all of a sudden my <laughs> mind's blank but, but well one of them you know that whole thing about you know conditioning comes in and there's there's like a way a right way to do this or a right way to when what we're doing is we're using this as an opportunity to pay attention to be aware to be here in this moment fully alive Mm -hmm. to be here in this moment fully alive paying attention being aware having our lives living our lives yes and i Yes, and I, you know, of course, everybody's having this experience right now of spring, and I just feel like I've never quite experienced spring the way I'm experiencing it now, and I think part of it is because of this class and um, just delighting in the most simple thing, like somebody was talking about a cauliflower, you know, she was cooking a cauliflower and just looking at how amazing this cauliflower was, and I was just so right there with her. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like, yes, you know, having other people talk about their experience like the cauliflower really opens uh, a, a person up to, you know, maybe what is there also for us, but it just hasn't been opened up or released. And then, you know, you can really relate to that experience. Yeah, and like, I don't know exactly how, how the person said it, but that there's no mundane task, you know, that if we're there for each task. I don't know, Sequoia, it's like I'm having this lovely of experience of, wow, everything I get to do is amazing, no matter what it is, because I get to be there and be alive. And I mean, I just feel like well, what an amazing gift that is for Sangha to give us, that, that we, you know, to be able to embrace that opportunity. A really amazing gift to be able to embrace that opportunity to be alive and to just have that mirrored in the contributions of people on the call. Yeah, and, you know, I I just, I don't even remember. I just thought of that poem, something about um, going going down and kneeling down and kissing the ground or something. I mean, I just feel like I don't really have anything else to say other than, Wow. Wow and thank you. <laughs> wow and thank you. And and uh it makes you wanna it sounds like it makes you wanna kneel down and kiss the ground. <laughs> yes, and you know, just aren't we so lucky to be able to, to have that experience and to be to really be grateful for everything. I'm I'm so grateful that I'm grateful. <laughs> <laughs> Gratitude and gratitude overbounds. Gratitude for gratitude. Yes, yes. So yeah. anyway, I'm just I'm twinkling over here, Sequoia. Twinkling. <laughs> I can hear it in I can hear it in your voice. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you.
Anna? Anna. I'm really enjoying, too, just the experience of being here with what I'm feeling in the moment. I'm mm. having this experience of practice where it's like putting the afterburner on doesn't even come close. Where ego is being... Anna, I had a yeah. little trouble seeing you. Would you repeat oh. that? Yeah. From the beginning? From the top? No, no, no. Just the last sentence. Yeah, well... Um, just this experience of practicing right now where the afterburners are really on uh-huh. and ego is being so exposed and so broken that it can't keep up with itself. <laughs> uh-huh. And so there's just this experience of uh, seeing how much attention had been on the mind. So, for example, doing a work task, all these places where there wouldn't be the distraction of, you know, like wild fantasy or even thinking about what we're going to have for dinner. It's, it's this level of just a thought about the task or a thought about something that I just noticed. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So that level of distraction where, you know, it sounds like a distraction that you might not even catch. You know, it's like, um, you know, not some wild fantasy or thinking about dinner, but um, maybe just thinking about the task. And uh, and you start out by saying, you know, that, that ego's just being really busted and it can't keep up with the afterburners that are charging it sounds like just charging the practitioner on. So, yes. yeah. So it sounds like maybe just catching those um, those distractions that might normally get missed. Is that what you were pointing to? Yes. Yes, that's definitely part of it. And it's like I think it was this morning the conversation about just back to basics, right? Mm. That we can think that we there's some sort of graduating from counting the breath, mm. being here. And uh, it's just in that practice of practicing being in the mind of meditation, doing a task where all the stuff that's not that is being so revealed. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wow, yes, back to basics and just doing the task in the mind of meditation. And in that, quote, simplicity, what, how, you know, ego gets busted and what is revealed, just, just staying with that simplicity. Yeah, yeah. And all staying with the simplicity, yes, yeah. And seeing all of those ways that I've been so conditioned to believe are me and are good ways to be, right? Uh, You know, solving problems. Even, you know, just in this really, um, just, just in these tiny ways of making one movement away from here, right? To look uh, at a step ahead or work something out. No, um, just 
how being with the breath, doing a task, is just so revealing that anything that's pulling on the attention to pull it away from counting the breath isn't real. Uh-huh. Wow. Just, so just to have that, sim- quote, simple practice of counting the breath reveals so much. And, you know, just seeing all the ways that um, you've been conditioned to, you know, it's the right person thing to do. I forget what you said, the good, right, you know, the good person thing to do. And yet they're taking those, those very conditioned behaviors are, are, it sounds like, you know, are just are what takes you away from the moment and ultimately steals a life. Yeah. 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 And I just, I, you know, I notice it happening now that attention goes to the next part of the interaction or the next thing to say or, you know, and it's like um, just so enjoying an experience of that not being a problem and mm. just so like like as I'm talking I'm looking at this beautiful light as the sun setting and there's the light coming through the trees and it's like it's not a problem that the mind's wandering mm. and there's that conditioned groove to think and figure out and stuff like that and I turn attention to that light coming through the trees, and I feel the the life force, the joy, the delight. Hmm. 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 Yes, it just sounds like, um, you know, I, I love that. It's not a problem that the mind wanders, and that it cannot, it, and that you know. It sounds like what you're describing is awareness that can just hold it all. The mind wandering, the beautiful light of the evening, um, and to just sit there with it all and, and, not, and not have it made a problem. Because, of course, you know, as we know, it, we could have got, you, you know, getting sucked into it being a problem with ego, then there you go. Um, Right, right there. Then it goes. Gone. There it goes. Right. Yeah. 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 And I'm feeling my shoulders dropping even, even now. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's that like, how did we get so lucky? Experience. Mm. Hmm. It does make the shoulders drop to just feel that incredible gift. Of yeah, being a practice. Yep. Thanks, Sabrina. Thank you, Anna. This is Jan. Jan. Hi, Sequoia. Hi. Wow, I just went right there with that discussion of total relaxation, <laughs> mm. and I just so resonated with what Anna was describing because I. What I've seen as we, I want to say intensify our practice, as we 
well, I, it just feels like that's what we're doing in our year long, is what I'm, what I'm getting from conditioned thinking is sort of this push of a sense that uh, it will win, that the message is it, it will, it's too big. And yet I had an experience just like Anna described, was describing in meditation this morning. We're going to the breath, counting the breath became everything. It just, it just mm-hmm. took, it encapsulated everything. Mm-hmm. And it was, it, was, it was as though that came in, that experience came in as a reminder of what's true. Mm-hmm. Just as I felt like she was describing at least that's my experience of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How lovely. So just to have that experience being completely with the breath and meditation. And again, that, you know, talking about the simplicity, but to just be there. And it felt like it was, um, it was, a guiding or just, um, I forget the word you use, but, you know, just information about to counter that other message from ego, uh, our conditioned mind, that, um, you know, what we're doing in the year long is just too big. And uh, to realize, you know, everything is there in that simple counting the breath. It's not too big. Right. Yeah. It's for me. It was as, like life just coming in mm. to offer this experience. I mean, training does that too. But it's all. It's all the same. I don't know. It's all one. Um, but just offering that experience as a reminder of what's true, versus mm. this yammering and pulling and um, mm-hmm. those, what, as was described, you know, those tiny things taking. Uh, the mind off or or the big stuff because part of what I've been noticing as things are opening up with uh, the pandemic that social interactions are more possible mm-hmm. that that <laughs> there there's part of me that's just feeling a little overwhelmed by it because mm-hmm. it's been so um, peaceful mm-hmm. uh, and well, as we've talked about through the year, just the benefits of the world, our, our world, I, I want to say getting smaller, but it's not small in the sense of <laughs> experiencing life, just not so many distractions. Yeah. And now it feels like there are many more things to pull, to pull the mind off. Mm-hmm. Planning for me is a, a really big one as, you know, social opportunities come that planning, it's just like, wow. And I'm, I'm realizing that if I want my practice to stay strong, that I have to be really conscious of that to not say, to not feel like before the pandemic that I, perhaps I would feel like I needed to say yes to everything or initiate things or whatever it was, to just say, just go to the body, stop and say, you know, is this is this necessary? Is mm-hmm. this helpful? Is and anyway, I'm finding that to be a practice in itself as things change in the world, which affects this life, 
um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you've had a period of, it's almost like monastic training, you know, a long period of of really being um, exposed to something different than than the way things were before the pandemic. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and just now as things are opening up and there's more social interaction, just 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 seeing how it sounds like there's the heart yearns for that um, simplicity, maybe just the quietness that uh, that was available during the pandemic, and how can to, to, just as things change, to you're looking at you know really being present and asking, um, asking. It sounds like asking what you'd like to engage in. Right. Yeah, to engage or not. And and it's not like it's black and white, um, mm-hmm. but just when you, you the words you use, the, which is right on the, the peace and the simplicity, mm-hmm. how do how, you know, and so it becomes a question of how to maintain that as much as possible, the uh, peace and simplicity of life, mm-hmm. but still stay engaged. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's. It's, it's, it feels like a new learning experience um, as things change in the world. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful for this last year mm-hmm. and the experiences of that. And so I'm trying to embrace this opening with respect to what I've valued so much in the last year, if that makes sense. Sure. Yes, Not it to, does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, to just value the, yeah, to just, well, it sounds like in the last year you really got in touch with what you value and how to, um, how to respect that and carry that forward as things change. And as you were talking, I just, you know, what we were uh, speaking of earlier of, uh, of sitting there in the evening light, um, Mm. I think. And I was talking about that sitting in the evening light and conditioned mind, uh, you know, the mind running and also the beautiful evening light and just holding it all. Um, it sounds like that's a little bit about what is opening up for you right now. Yes, that's a that's a, a great way to put it is, as was said, how to hold it all, how mm-hmm. to hold it all in, in compassion and and uh, and love, um, mm-hmm. yeah. How to hold it all in that? And um, I, as I'm saying it, it's it's bringing a smile to my face because instead of it coming from that conditioned place, oh my God, how am I going to do this? Is <laughs> mm-hmm. um, with the smile of embracing that things mm-hmm. are changing. Well, there's always change, and how okay. to how to hold not hold on to, but how to maintain that again that simplicity piece with everything being embraced so yeah it, it's a learning it feel it just feels like a, a, a great learning experience yes i mean as we practice in practice all the time we're always looking at that it's not about content mhm and yeah so just looking at that place of how do i maintain what is so important to my heart as the content 
around any changes. Yeah. Well, thank you. That, that, that's truly it. Yeah. Thank you, Sequoia. Thank you, Jan. Jen? Jen. Um, really appreciate the discussion. I very much have been looking at, um, you know, kind of that place of like, wow, really grateful that people are getting the vaccine, that we have a vaccine, you know, all those things. And also really <laughs> watching sort of a, mm, not really excited to go, quote, back to normal. And, mm-hmm. um, and really, um, yeah, just looking at that. But the thing that I was um, looking at throughout this discussion and then having that introduced really helped shine a light on it is I've been absolutely, I love, love, love the image of the box, the ego box. Yes. And um, what I love about it is that as I've been practicing with that, as far as I can tell, the only actual box is the illusion that there's a box. <laughs> the only actual box is the illusion there's a box. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So in this case, I mean, that's, that's kind of an example of it. That's what made me think of it, is that, um, you know, so more and more people are getting vaccinated and, you know, I mean, I don't even know, right? Ego really has to make it up in my case <laughs> because it doesn't really have much much information to go on. But like, okay, so people are going to start, ha ha and ha and, you know, this is going to happen, that's going to happen. And so to realize, oh, well, if there's any conversation, any like, you know, I don't want that or I do want that or, oh, thinking about that or any of that, that's a box. And uh-huh. it has to be a conditioned thing and therefore it's a I don't need to let's see how to say it um so basically so okay so I'm going along and I realize there's a conversation started around what's this going to mean now around the pandemic how's that going to change things and then to watch the energy do whatever the energy is doing and to realize okay I don't need to have that conversation first of all I have no idea what's going to happen. And second of all, in some way, it's going to be completely fine. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Okay. So just looking at the box that ego's trying to hand you about the pandemic and things opening up and how it just wants to engage in a conversation about that. Uh, and then realizing, hey, I don't even have to go there. I don't have to pick that box up. I don't have to have that conversation. Um, yeah, that's, a, that's it. Thank you for that, that piece that Jerry kept talking about. I, we assume because ego starts talking to me about it that that's my box and I have to pick it up. But it isn't mm-hmm. and I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> truly. Truly. Yes. You know, you don't have to pick it up. You can just let ego gather mm-hmm. on in its box. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really it's kind of we were joking recently around something else, that drunk with power thing. Um because it just makes me realize how um how prevalent fear is. We talk about ego as fear, fear as ego. And how that that's the way it can 
controls us, it, at least it's the way it's controlled me, is on some level, even if it doesn't feel directly like fear, on some level, it's like I'm afraid of that such and such happening and I don't want that to happen and I'm not going to be adequate to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yep, how it controls with fear. And mm-hmm. yeah, and we and and what we do in order to avoid those feelings of fear and that you know I'm not going to be adequate to it and I yeah and, and no to realize yeah exactly no thank you <laughs> to realize I'm I'm completely adequate to it I always have been and even I mean I think the thing that's really I'm really finding helpful currently is. So, I don't know, some, something happens, right? Some little thing or big thing, you know, often it's a little thing that triggers something big. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So, a little thing will happen, it triggers something big. And the thing that's really kind of uh, powerful for me right now is to realize all of that is completely fine. Meaning, mm. well, it's kind of like Anna was saying. Like, so, so... The, re- the thing happening is fine. The internal reaction is fine. The mm-hmm. conversation that ego wants to have around it is fine. That all of that is completely all right. There's no certain way it's going to go that means I'm practicing properly. Mm-hmm. There's no standard to meet, it sounds like. You know, that. Yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, all, it's all good. I, I don't know whether it's all good, but yeah, to just yeah, to, yeah, to just be embraced. Yes, exactly. Like so, a concrete example that I'm thinking of right now is so, um, you know, let's say I have an interaction with someone, and you know, without realizing it, you know, I want it to go a certain way, right? And so then it doesn't go that way. Oh, I hate that. Oh, it does go that way. Oh, I like that. You know, mm-hmm. kind of the man and his horse, right, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and to realize, so I, you know, having a number of things like that that have gone in the, like, oh, that went well direction, and catching that commentary, oh, that went well. And mm-hmm. just, I guess basically it really is the man and his horse, and kind of the doing the, yeah, maybe, maybe yes, maybe no, <laughs> And then hearing this ego voice, it's like, yeah, well, watch what's going to happen when it doesn't go well. And that happened today. And you know what? Mm-hmm. It's completely fine. Completely fine. <laughs> it's completely fine. Yeah. It, quote, yeah. it, didn't, it didn't go the, quote, good way. And uh-huh. it was absolutely fine. Yeah. We're just going back to what you were saying, that, you know, how ego just wants to control us through fear. Exactly. And, you know, yeah. the fear of, of that kind of scenario happening where things don't go well. Yeah. And and try and maybe trying at all costs to avoid it and then, you know, having it happen and realize, you know, it's fine. I'm totally adequate. And having that experience over and over again of being adequate to anything that ego wants to create the fear over. And you know what that what you just said about that we'll do anything to avoid it? Mm-hmm. I think that really puts a finger on the relief of no longer doing that. Yeah. That really frees a person up. If I, because that's a full-time job, <laughs> trying it to is. make sure 
the things that I don't want to have happen, making sure I don't feel the ways I don't want to feel, that is a beyond full-time job. And to be liberated from that job and to, to basically give all of attention over to awareness and to life, that is a grand and glorious thing. It is a grand and glorious thing because, wow, the amount of energy it takes to live a life avoiding you know, what ego says we need to avoid versus just turning to the grand and glorious life of awareness and, you know, the abundance of life. Wow. There's just no. Yeah. 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 So good. Thanks, Akoya. Thanks, Jen. This is Tim. Tim. Um, oops. Can you hear me? I can hear you perfectly. Oh, great. Uh, those uh, last two discussions really um, spoke to something that I feel like I'm seeing in my practice, which is uh, uh, looking at acceptance and um, that uh, the capacity to, to hold everything, I think, is, is what you guys were saying earlier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... Um, like I, uh, like people have mentioned things opening up with the uh, pandemic. I actually am returning to work, uh, a job that I used to do for the first time this coming weekend, uh, Saturday. And, um, you know, we have this task, uh, with, uh, this week with the, the, uh, year long retreat about doing small repetitive tasks. And what I see coming up is ego saying, you don't have time for that. You need to prepare. You need to prepare for this weekend, you know. Mm-hmm. And, wow, and you don't have time to practice because you've got to prepare. You don't, for- <laughs> no, no, this is way more important than practice, yeah. of course. And, and uh, another component is once we get past this weekend, then everything will be taken care of. And uh, everything will be set. I'll have no more worries. And and luckily, I've been I've observed it. Or, or uh, luckily, I guess I'm awake enough to understand. I've fallen into that karma, like so many times. <laughs> sure, that's it's, a karma we can all relate to. Yes. Yeah, like it's just there. But what's different this time? Speaking of being able to hold it all is I feel like um, there's a there, – I feel like I have an understanding that was maybe missing before, which is I can really relate – I don't, you know, don't want to relate to and understand conditioning, but I can relate and understand the person who wants to fall for the conditioned promise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I totally get it. And it's not a, uh, I don't even know what, like, I'm not trying to move uh, past that or, you know, be, I'm just like kind of shifting all my attention to that person who really wants to believe that if I don't practice now and just get through the weekend, everything's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I totally get that guy. I I really, uh, (laughs) I really feel like I can hold all of that. Uh, And, uh, it's making a difference. 
wow, making a big difference, that you can really see that guy that, you know, wants to fall for that conditioned line. Yeah. You really, really understand. And and yet, you know, it sounds like you're looking at it from a distance. You not you are not mm-hmm. uh, you you aren't that guy, but you can see that guy. And as you started out, there's that acceptance, that holding him, and having yeah. a bigger awareness. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I like to use my children a lot as as examples of you know i don't know how to do life and um and it's when i look at my relationship to them i um i seem to have a a super abundance of uh well i'm just able to be there for them right like uh and um at least the person who's speaking now it doesn't it doesn't take that much effort. Like if my son skins his knee, it's not like, oh, I can't take on your stuff right now. You know, I, I have, I can take it on. I can take on my daughter's issues with middle school. I'm there. It's not a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if I have that skill set, why not just turn it towards me and myself my, or the situation, right? This mm-hmm. situation mm-hmm. where... It was, um, you know, where, where I, I think before without the capacity of holding it all, there was an ideal of, well, just don't, you know, don't pay attention to conditioning. Don't do that. <laughs> don't, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, so there was kind of like a turning away from it, it sounds like, you know, if you notice um, – something like the guy that wanted to fall for the conditioned um, line of, you know, you got it. You can't, you don't have time for practice. You got to get ready for this job. There used to be a turning away from that or denying that. Yeah. Well, there used to be, I, I looked at it as another kind of karma, which is that belief that um, of uh, like, Oh, I should, it's a should. Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't fall for a condition. You shouldn't listen to that. You should just drop that. Mm-hmm. But there, uh, yeah, like you said, that that there also wasn't in that kind of an acceptance of mm-hmm. that part. That is like, but I, I don't know. I just, you know, um, again, it's like I don't want to go into it and try to be understanding of conditioning, but I want to understand the part. I want to understand that person who like my kids when they when they need something it's like oh okay you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i i get it like they're uh they want chocolate and ipads like all the time mm-hmm. and that doesn't that doesn't mean they can have it but i'm not super shocked that they mm-hmm. want that i'm not like what how is mm-hmm. that possible it's like of course you want that yeah of course yeah. you do and I totally love you uh, while you want those things. I, mm-hmm. I 100% get why, you, why you're saying that. 
And I 100% get why this guy in me is like, oh, that sounds so good to, mm-hmm. <laughs> to just get through this weekend. That sounds so good. It's so mm-hmm. comforting, uh, you know. And I, so I, I feel like I, I can understand that yeah. part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you've got that skill set to really, it sounds like, to really be with, and you do it with your children, and now there's an opportunity to also – do that with Tim and yeah yeah to really get it to really get him and see him and like you see your children and it doesn't mean that you don't they're not lovable because they want this you know chocolate every day and iPads and it doesn't mean he's not lovable because he wants to you know just get through this thing and everything's going to be okay yeah yeah yeah, I'm not surprised that that a human being would would you know kind of go along and you know follow these voices and then want to follow them some more. It, it, I get it, <laughs> like yeah. like wow, and it's okay, and we you know, and I think what I have experienced is in the absence of that struggle i guess of our are trying to i guess in the absence of like uh what i would normally do which is not support that part uh um the anxiety and kind of um i don't know emotional build-up charge about the weekend has diminished um significantly i would say uh-huh. <laughs> yeah so yeah that emotional charge is significantly decreased because yeah. He, yeah because he got he got acknowledged yeah got accepted yeah so so that 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 that, that just uh it just felt good it felt good to be um that person that person who could be who could hold all of that stuff mm-hmm. who could you know who could you know, hold uh, the situation of, of, you know, things opening up um, and and all of the stuff and all of the, the pros and cons that go with it. It's like, well, there's room for, uh, there's room for everything. Mm-hmm. I can, I'm capable of, of holding all of it. Mm-hmm. And how good that felt to just get to that place of realizing that, is capable of holding all of it. Yeah. It, yeah, things don't have to be pushed away or denied or... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly, exactly. And so lots of, lots of checking in with the body, lots of, uh, oh, what do you think, you know, what do you need now? Hmm. Um, you know, and um, so, uh, so, yeah, feels like a lot of good self-care. I'm just really grateful. Sounds like a lot of good self-care, truly. And yeah. I'm, yeah, 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 I can hear it in your voice. Just, yeah. just gratitude for that. Yes. Yeah. It sounds like, too, you know, that as things change, as they do, it, it, it sounds like there is, um, this is a total projection on my part from what you're saying, but there's a, an oasis there. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. where he's 
where he is embracing it all, and it sounds like a very safe place. Yeah, that's a, that's about it. That um, I could. Um, yeah, it, it's it feels funny because uh, I feel like I've heard all of this stuff right throughout mm-hmm. the years. Like I've heard it. <laughs> Uh, but somewhere between, you know, Sangha and the Commitments Buddy program and the uh, Best Year Yet workshop and other workshops, it just clicked. You know, mm-hmm. it's finally like in this moment, in this situation. Um, and, uh, and yeah, just realizing that, hey, if I can do this in one part of my life with my children, I can do it all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like capa- capacity is capacity. It's not, my capacity is not, you know, limited to one, like just my kids. It, or it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Isn't this? You know, I can have capacity uh, in other parts of my life. I, I and, uh, but, you know, that's the last thing conditioning wants me to see. It wants mm-hmm. me to say, no, this is dependent situation to situation, mm-hmm. whether, whether yeah. you can be there or not. Uh, and I'm challenging that and finding it really not, not to be true. <laughs> really challenging what uh, conditioning says and finding it not to be true. What, uh, that's very exciting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and just uh, to get in touch with that expanded capacity that it would say that we don't have. And yes. yeah, to give the lie to that. Yeah. Well, thanks, Sequoia. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> okay. Margaret. Bye-bye. Oops. Oh, Margaret. Sorry. Sorry. Um <laughs> Um, just grinning here. This is such a, a wonderful, inspirational evening um, to have. And um, I guess one of the things that, that has been surprising to me about the last few weeks of the, um, the, the year-long retreat is how it feels like in relating being able to relate to everything from all the poetry, the just the beautiful, expansive poetry, and then the story of in in the recent working meditation weeks of um, the the Zen student coming to the monastery, not knowing the language, and experiencing resentment. Um, I just, I could so relate <laughs> to that, to that experience, um, as a, as something that seems to be, in a way, being transformed, uh-huh. um, for me. And it's certainly, it, I worked on that a lot at, you know, and I've worked on that a lot since beginning this practice and had lots of experiences of it, just watching it arise and, and, and getting identified. And, and now it's just, um, it feels like somehow, or, or I'm in an undulation where I'm just not, 
<clears throat> not. It just feels like I've the practices I've been doing, you know, all the different kinds of meditation and especially for some reason the walking meditation has really touched me deeply. But it's like it's mm-hmm. transforming how I respond to that that sort of karmic that that tries to come up. That's sort of like resentment or Oh, I have to go do the dishes or, you know, the a lot of what we've people have shared about, you know, doing that set of dishes in the sink that somebody else's or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's it's mm-hmm. like hearing it hearing others share that just lifts the burden of it somehow for me, along with everything else we're mm-hmm. doing. Hmm. So just, I want to make sure I'm tracking here, Margaret. So um, it sounds like you were saying that the, the doing the practice of the walking, medit- the awareness practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, how that um, has really transformed things for you. Um, and And that, are you saying that like that, um, that awareness that's practiced in the walking meditation, the sitting me- meditation, um, it's ne- you're now finding it in areas that um, have been karmic, um, well, karmic in Steel boxes? Yeah. Maybe steel boxes? Steel boxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you, and you find yourself bringing that same kind of awareness to these steel boxes, and and feeling that the the tra- um, let's say the transcendence in that the the transformation. Yeah, yeah, it, it um, well, just one example that feels like it applies there is that um, the way I been starting to do walking meditation is I walk outside um, at certain times like in in the evening as the sun's going down and and um, I I just I love that time period and sometimes it's just so delightful I get to up to maybe 17 when I'm counting the breaths <laughs> uh-huh. it just makes me laugh and I I go, oh, how did that happen? You know, I know, I kind of know how it happens because the dog's out there with me and we're doing our own meditations. And it's just, it, it's like it, it doesn't, ah, it doesn't appear as a problem anymore. Mm. It's like, well, I got to 17. How delightful. Mm. How amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Start over, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's not like there's this big, um, any kind of story that is to say you're doing it wrong yeah. or you wouldn't have made it to 17. It, it's, it's not, it's really not the point at all. And um, I, I think it's all those things. It's like, uh, it's the beauty of the possibilities that, you know, the freedom, the, the um, boxes with no walls, no, no limitations that aren't boxes really, but that that have like opened up or something. And during during the process of doing practice of mm. the you know, this time that's you know, it's just um 
it's just, I'm just in this place right now where it just, it doesn't feel like anything's really, really wrong. I mean, there's, there's a few things, but, <laughs> but those, those aren't really, those are, those are constructs anyway, um, in a way. Uh, so I, I just, um, it's a very, just to be, I mean, just to be able to stay and do something I wouldn't have done as an extra task or as an additional thing um, mm. without any kind of, I guess it was what the guidance from the Zen master was about nobody else has to know about it. Mm-hmm. 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 You know, this is for, this is for my practice. Yeah. That, that really, um, that, that touched me very much to think that, I mean, that's how I've always felt at the, at the monastery, that there's all these ama- amazing people doing things that are like that, taking care of the monastery and the retreatants and all that. Mm-hmm. And it's lovely to, to get to that point of really seeing that that's possible for me sounds like it's lovely to really get to the place of it sounds like what you're describing is really experiencing it that yeah you know that 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 resentment that that yeah of doing for others is is vanished when you realize that it it's uh, you're doing the practice for margaret and mm-hmm. um yeah and as you speak Again, I'm projecting here, but it I just get it, it feels so kind um, to just be um, yeah, yeah, well, you know what's arising from me as you're reflecting that is um, something that just flew out again <laughs> um, oh, with that thing about how. Because what I, I guess what I what showed up was was the um, the bodhisattva vow about saving all beings. Mm. It's like it's really in a way it feels like that's involved. It's like embodying that, or somehow in body, spirit, all. Of course, I would do these dishes, or I would take care of this. You know. This is here now for me. <laughs> this is my gift right in this moment, you know. And mm-hmm. and then I, you know, there's the Haf, Hafiz poems about, you know, being with the beloved and just giggling mm-hmm. all the time. I mean, it mm-hmm. it's, it kind of grows on you after a while. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that kind of living life that living life that way grows on you with that. Um, yeah. Yeah. In the way of, you know, the bodhisattva vow. And it mm-hmm. doesn't become, oh my God, I've got to clean this mess up that somebody left. It, yeah. it becomes an act of service, it sounds like. Uh, yes. A, a willing, or, uh, yeah. a willing act done out of love rather than resentment. Yeah just from presence and 
And something I saw today when I was doing this one exercise in in the reflect the true reflections class was about what um, in interviewing life I saw that life that I just I know it's a projection but I, I <laughs> that um, the biggest thing for me is loving life. Mm-hmm. Mm. The biggest thing for you is loving life. I mean, that's ostensibly what life told me, but it was for me. So, mm. yeah, and I mean, I, I really, yeah. Mm. I'm not sure mm. if that that ties in, but it it feels like that's that's the underlying. Um, that's sort of the ground of being, and when I'm. You know, when I'm turning away from conditioning's view of the world, when I'm redirecting the attention, that's what's available now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, turning away from conditioning, it certainly does fit in. It's loving life is, you know, performing or doing what is in front of, it sounds like, you know, what is in front of you or what's there to do out of love. Mm-hmm. You know, there is life in that embodiment of that dish or whatever it is, and and to attend to it lovingly, just having that experience. Yes. Thank you for that reflection, Sequoia. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Margaret. Okay. Phil? Phil? Yeah, but just um, sitting here and it, so enjoying all these conversations, it's just felt like, um, you know, a, a, a beautiful, soft waterfall just falling mm-hmm. all over me and through me in me and, and um, just like absorbing um just all this uh, wisdom, you know, mm-hmm. and um, really being able to um, resonate with so much of it, you know, mm-hmm. of the conversation that we're having. I'm so struck, so I have to say it just, what you just described sounds just what we started the conversation with this evening, um, with Anne expressing her gratitude for all the different you know, for the contributions of everyone and how it gives back to her. And that's what you're describing of, you know, listening to everyone this evening and receiving it as a soft, like a soft waterfall just falling over you and, yeah, being absorbed by you. Yeah, and um, and I really think that, you know, I really feel like when I'm, you know, out in life that that's really what our job is then to do is to let all that love that we receive from life, all that, um, you know, that we just absorb into our our body and, and uh, it, it's like without probably in, in a lot of ways unbeknownst to us, it's just pouring out into the universe you know so Mm -hmm. we receive it we absorb it 
you know, the love, the wisdom, everything, and then it just uh, seeps out as we're, um, you know, walking through life, into mm-hmm. life, life going into life, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's a lovely image. Yeah, unbeknownst to us. <laughs> you know, we just, yeah, absorbing that love and then have, having that effect. And, of course, in that place of non-separation, how could it not have an effect on all beings to to have that um, that love emanating? Yes, and and you know when um, this uh, practicing this the the being aware of awareness, what I think what really is uh, has become more and more. Um, clear or acute or whatever is how everything is the Buddha. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like all the the people, all the everything, mm-hmm. including I say including the people. <laughs> Sometimes they're the hardest. <laughs> Sometimes they are hardest to see the Buddha, but just yeah, just seeing the Buddha in everything. Yeah, and I love that that image of the of the. Um, you know, seeing the like the the way the conversation earlier was talking about the children and how you know you're, we're not going to you know someone like you know someone who we loved or the ch- child came up and and wanted this that and the other we're not going to get really um, we wouldn't get stop loving them because they wanted you know chocolate or iPads or whatever all the time but we would we would just, um, you know, love them in a way that would move them to towards something different. And I was seeing that in, in a lot of the the uh, the folks I have to deal, I have to that I am privileged to deal with, um, privileged to be with, and and having to a lot of times uh, be the one that. I don't know, I, I don't want to say solves problems, but, you know, kind of soothes things over or whatever it is. And to, and I can see having that, uh, with that love and that life and all that, the the coming through, that there, that's, that's the way, you know, that to be able to be with them in the, in the love at the same time as having to, um, um, be with them in a way that's that's uh, um, like healing to, to them. You know, I'm not doing anything, but you know, that's just kind of what would be going on mm. in the. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Just to have that, be holding it all in love, um, and how healing that is, and. You know, there's, there's just, it sounds like just room for everything. The problems that that person as the expression of the Buddha, you know, just being able to hold it all and without judgment, it sounds like, um, and how healing that is. Yes, and, and to notice, you know, if judgment arises and, and then just um, saying, 
and I've heard myself say, oh, that's a judgment, you know, and just letting that go and not feel judgmental towards me or them or anybody, you know, just back to that. It goes back to our, we've done years and years now, you know, seeing through the eyes of love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's yeah. the love we're absorbing from everything in the universe. Mm-hmm. So just absorbing that love from everything in the universe, how that engenders in, in or uh, uh, makes... Um, offers the ability to um, to see the love and to offer the love. Yeah, to see it, you know, um, yeah, to be able to see out from it, you know, rather mm-hmm. than because it's within now, you know, it's absorbed mm-hmm. it in. It's it's just life, lifing everywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so much of the time, I'm just, I, it feels like I'm, living in love and you know i can see now why we can say there is no object in us in that sense because it's all love mm-hmm. yeah living in love and it's all love so it, it doesn't have to be uh broken down into separate uh objects right, to just, right. yeah to just live in that just love yeah just live in that love and and then of course that's you know all mixed together is like a big big um, just tumbling all over the place just love gratitude joy you know it makes it makes for a a very happy life you know, and then and then that's what brings up makes the box so clear. It seems for me, you know, makes the uh-huh. the the things that are not that you know so clear, con- conditioning and ego, because at least what what I see, you know, of course, there's all the stuff we pro- probably don't see yet, but the ones I see, you know, it's like, oh, <laughs> where where'd that come from? <laughs> Yeah, it just makes it a whole lot easier to see what's ego and what's love. Um, it makes the distinction really obvious. Yeah, it does. It really does. So much gratitude for all of us, for practice, for everything. Mm. And thank you very much. Mm. Thank you, Phil. Rebecca. Rebecca. Excuse me. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, something happened yesterday during working meditation that I wanted to look at. Um, You know, we have these wonderful work days where we're outside and, you know, we're doing a lot of work in the garden and everything. And um, I had this experience of being just really bombarded with a lot of self-hate. And and I was aware of that it was going on, and you know, um, and just doing my best not to believe it, stay focused on the task, everything that we were doing. And there was a a, a communication that I needed to make, but I had already decided, no, I, it'll, that can wait till tomorrow. 
and that, that happened earlier in the day where I said, oh, I can, have, I can wait till tomorrow. And in the midst of this, you know, just doing stuff in the garden and the, you know, hearing the voices and, and uh, not believing them to the best of my ability, there was all of a sudden there was just this opening where the communication that, that I had already decided to wait till tomorrow happened today, happened mm-hmm. right then. Mm-hmm. And, and that is important the way I said that I had decided what could wait till tomorrow. You know? uh, yeah. Yeah. Because it was really, that was a, you know, that was a, that was a, there, that's done. Don't have to think about that anymore. And then going on, and then in that opening, it just happened. Mm. Wow. Yeah, so in in the middle of a self-hate storm, it sounds like uh, I made a decision uh, that a communication could wait to the following day. And uh, and then there was an opening. Um, It sounds like it wasn't absolutely was not created from that uh, that first place right. um, that there was an opening and the communication took place right then yep and that that is i mean it's really really hard to describe because the opening was so empty like it wasn't as if if it wasn't like Huh, well, there's this break in the voices. Maybe I'll do that communication now. Because, you know, it wasn't like that at all. It was more like total silence. And I just found myself doing the communication. It was, mm. it was. I mean, actually, it was exactly like what we talk about, blessed is the knowledge of emptiness. Because that, yeah. that was the experience of emptiness just mm. happening. So that was just the action arising out of emptiness. And it sounds like it wasn't uh, a doing action. It wasn't, yeah, a planning, a thinking, I'm going to do it, you know. It just arose out of that emptiness. Right. That is exactly it. It wasn't a doing at all. And there was no one there doing it because there was certainly not a me. Um, you know, because I was in the totally different place, you know, there was a me. And so the the thing that happened, you know, that followed that communication that would really, that really makes a person religious is that the task that needed to be communicated about happened like, um, let's see, I say, there was a, you know, there was only a certain amount of time left in the work period to the minute it was the perfect amount of time before wow. the bell rang for the next thing. And, you know, it just, yeah, I just have been sitting with that, you know, off and on, that going, huh, <laughs> huh. Well, it just sounds like a, a wonderful demonstration of life living. That, you know, when we get out of the way, we're, we're never doing anything, <laughs> you know. Yes. Life is doing life. That is, and yes, yeah, that's it, Sequoia. That's it exactly. We're never doing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, and and um, and so you know, I, I I hear myself say this in groups, all, you know, a lot recently lately that I feel like this is my first year of practice. Because things that I thought, you know, phrases and things that I thought, you know, a certain way about are getting totally redefined. And the latest one of these, which is what that experience on, on Wednesday, yesterday, kind of prompted is the, the, what it means to live in the moment. Mm-hmm. To live in the moment. Because it feels like that moment where that opening happened there was real living in that in the moment. Mm. You know, I don't know what I would have called before that, you know, but but it was but that was like, oh, that there's living in the moment. I see. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> so just having that direct experience of living in the moment, and you know, something as you say that it's just something you can't describe. You can't read about in a book. Uh, you know, you have to have the experience of it, and and it, yeah, and and it sounds like it was very transformative. Now, yeah. now that now that experience is there. Yeah, yeah. Well, and 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 what you're saying makes me uh, remember something else that dropped in last night as I was looking at it was. Actually, if you just dropped in last night. I don't know that I was looking at it, but what dropped in was uh, something that I, that Ashwini. I don't know who she's quoting or something, but it's it's something about um, love is a mode of knowledge, mm-hmm. and because when I would um, because that experience felt like a knowing of of love or a love of, yeah, a knowing of love in a way that, like you said, defies words. You know, it's just an experience. Mm-hmm. But it does tend to um, strengthen both the understanding and the love. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm saying it very well, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it strengthened both the understanding and the love. That that one single experience of of non doing. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, just a really powerful um, disidentification, first of all, and then just that falling into the the emptiness was, and then seeing everything that flowed from the emptiness was just. Mm-hmm. I I, I just want to, I'm struck, Rebecca, too, by, um, this has been uh, talked about a lot tonight. It sounds like there was an identification, and I didn't hear you saying there was a struggle to get out of an identification. There Mm -hmm. was an identification, and then there was an opening. So there was that, that ability for both of those things to be held. Yeah, that is the thing, isn't it? That it is all held in that larger awareness, isn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Good connection. Huh. <laughs> the Texas brings us all back to there is nothing wrong. There is nothing wrong, ever. 
<laughs> ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Sequoia. Thanks, Rebecca. So we have about three minutes if someone has something they want to contribute. Boy, hey, this is Ann. Ann? I am... Um, I just love that. I that, that um, I feel like it's the first year I'm starting practice because I, I had the thought. I think it was yesterday. Wow, I'm ready. I think I'm ready to begin Zen practice. <laughs> and, and there's just and what I love about it is in that seeing that there's a joy with that. There's not a oh my god I've been doing it wrong all this time or it's just like wow I get to start all you know it's like that book um, we looked at for a while at the monastery always we begin again Mm -hmm. wow I get to begin again Mm. and it just feels like such a a blessed place to be a blessed place to be and a place it sounds like to be to get to begin again and it is isn't it you know it's like (laughs) <laughs> it's like resurrection or being reborn or, you know, it's like, wow, you know, I get to start Zen practice. Yeah. Well, I mean, it goes back to, you know, every moment's a new moment or some. I don't know. It's just, I'm just so inspired by that. And I, I was also really struck by the thought of, um, you know, how prevalent fear is because I've really, I've really been seeing that. And so I, this whole time during this whole group I've just been sitting here breathing and taking in I kind of being in love as was talked about and um just realizing that's the antidote to fear to just be present be here train the attention on awareness and um and uh, lucky us we get to practice that lucky us we get to practice that with <laughs> a, a whole sangha yes yeah and I get to start all over again tomorrow. And I get to start all over again tomorrow. <laughs> yes. yes. Each so moment in this moment. Yeah. Yes. Is there any more, Anne? I think that's, that's plenty. <laughs> thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> okay, great. Well, thank you all. <laughs>